0: camp Thank you. Did you hear about the pirate movie? Which one? It was rated R. Is, is it in the theaters? <laughs> I thought I'd start.
1: <laughs> so, I thought I'd hit you with that joke right. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> so, what's a what's a pirate's favorite letter? Well, I'm going to say R. You no. think it's R, but a pirate's heart is with a C. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> I mean, we're dads, right? So we yeah, can get with yes. it. Dad, bad dad jokes. <laughs> yes, that's right. So, Honorable Mayor Cam Guthrie, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. Yeah. Honorable Rob. <laughs> yes. yes. Honorable Pirate. Rob. Yes. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. No, seriously, it's a like absolute honor to have you do this. So thank you for. Doing thank that. you. Yeah, this is great. I'm I'm looking forward to I'm it. Put my sword to your back. In yes. Don't need the driver your sword <laughs> and and your nice. on with Put your
0: sword in the in your carry-on luggage. Yeah,
1: there it is. Okay, so let's <laughs> let's do this. Um, so I know, you, I mean, lots of people around here, and especially the people are watching this, will probably know know you. Okay, yeah. Um, but maybe they don't necessarily know your backstory. So can you give people a little introduction in terms of hmm. the story of Cam and where you've come from and what you're up to these days? Sure.
0: Um, well, yeah, quick quick history. Uh, my family's been in town uh, since 1919. Wow. It's so almost 100 years. Yeah. And... Uh, my there's, there's kind of two, there's two factions of Guthries in town.
1: It really makes me question yeah. when I say I'm
0: from Guelph because I've only been here like twelve
1: years. <laughs> so I don't think I can say it's okay. It feels like you've been here longer, yeah. I think.
0: <laughs> So I uh, yeah. So there was sort of the Guthrie lawyer politician side, and then there was the Guthrie bakery side. And so I'm from the Guthrie bakery side. So my when my great grandfather arrived here, they started Guthrie's Bakery. On uh, Quebec Street, okay, uh, cool. downtown. Yeah, yeah. And then they had a few stores. They had stores, a couple in Guelph, Dundas, Cambridge, some other places. And uh, and then when the Guthrie family got out of baking, right. Uh, my grandfather got into insurance, and it was a really good kind of uh, journey for him because he, he did really well in insurance because everyone knew him. Gordon Guthrie was his name he did everyone's wedding cakes everyone's birthday cakes so when it came to insurance it was like a no-brainer everyone went to my grandpa for insurance in town so still to this day uh people will say oh i remember the guthrie bakery or oh i remember your grandpa with insurance like still like almost every week someone says that that's cool so we have some really like deep roots here in town and i followed my grandfather's footsteps and got into insurance yeah and uh so I was an insurance broker for sixteen years, and then, uh, and then I decided to run for mayor in two thousand and fourteen. And then I decided to run for mayor. Yeah, <laughs> and here I am. That's amazing. And that's our interview, folks. Then, Have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Halloween, bro. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I uh, you know, I, I was a part of a, volunteering with a lot of places in town too. Uh, crime Stoppers for a while. Uh, michael house here in town yeah for sure it You're helps right. out super uh, active and uh so i was involved in that i, I did run for, uh, and i and i won well sorry I, I ran for council in 2006 for the first time ever getting into politics and i actually lost that election i lost that election by a couple hundred votes i think it was and then in 2010 i ran for city council again and i won uh, so in Guelph, though, city council is considered a part-time job, right? And so I was still an insurance broker full-time, and then doing the city uh, councilor uh, thing as well, uh, part-time.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say
0: that seems. Kind yeah. Of yeah. And uh, so then in 2014, I decided to run for mayor, uh, and, which was good because uh, I wanted to have one focus. You know, it. It was. It was. It was tough, actually. I'll, uh, I'll be open about it. It's tough as a. Young family uh, with kids, and you're trying to run the insurance, and you're trying to help with the city, and so I needed to have one foot, one challenge, one focus, and so uh, running for mayor was sort of that that nice challenge to to do, and and here I am. It's awesome.
1: Yeah. And I mean, from from my perspective, you've been doing an amazing job. Well, thank you. uh, It's really refreshing to have somebody kind of at the helm of a city. That's so candid. Thank you. And Thank you. Straightforward and I love the way you approach not not town hall meetings, but any type anytime you're on a podium and we're asking questions, you're, and people ask you just
0: shoot straight. I do. And I've always been that way. Because it's always bothered me when I hear politicians uh, not be straight with people. Right. It's always bothered me. <laughs> and so I have always been like you gotta ask me a uh, a closed-ended question, which means a yes or no answer, basically. Yeah. I'm going to give you the answer. Uh, and uh, and I'm going to say sorry when I need to say sorry, and I'm going to yeah. cheer when I need to cheer. And, uh, and it's uh, yeah, that's the way I am. And uh, my wife always said, if you change, like if you become, you know, the mayor and you change in any way, I don't want you running again. I said, oh, that's a fair comment, right? Yeah. So, yeah, no, I I, uh, I am what I am. That's awesome. Yeah. The first response I saw you was at the Delta and someone asked you a question and
1: you responded, you're probably not going to like my answer, but here it is. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> you just, and then yep. it was just, it was super straight. So yeah. I really appreciate it. Thank that. you. Yeah. So uh, kind of getting into this then, coming from a, a background of business mm-hmm. and then moving into, you know, a public office setting, Yep. Um, there's definitively from my experience, some uh, perspective that municipal organizations move a little bit slower than say the private sector yep so what was it like for you adjusting from a business setting into a government setting when it came to like the pace of leadership and change yeah it
0: was it was it was and can still be frustrating um, it, it but I've learned to understand why there is a little bit of a slower pace that doesn't mean we should accept that slower pace all the time. But when you are in the public the public realm and you have to be accountable for other people's money yep. you' you 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 would want the processes to be a little bit slower if I could say that word so that um, because of transparency public process engagement with people you know it's not we're not a dictatorship we're not right. a council. It is a and myself right yeah right? we're not well, thanks for letting us, you know, voting council and myself in and see you in four years. We're just going to do everything now and it, with no public engagement, no transparency, no accountability. So those steps and those processes take time. And so there is that's the positive side of, of, uh, of you know, really. at, at so every level of government, but I would say the municipal level of government uh, is the most transparent, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, Sounds like there's a
1: voice of experience there. Well,
0: it's just like we're, you know, we we do everything out in the open. We're the one level of government. To, I mean, everything is done uh, as best as we can, out, out in the open. And, uh, you know, we have to balance our books every year. We can't run deficits. It's illegal for cities to run deficits in Ontario. Crazy. So it's, uh, you know, we... We really do everything, uh, as I said, as much in the open as possible to be transparent and accountable back to the public that we're using their money. So I, I think there's reasons why then the process is a little bit slower. Uh, but as I said at the beginning, it doesn't mean we should just say, oh, that's why, and then just not try to work on it. If there's ways we can work on the process, um, especially around business uh, you know, permitting or business development, economic development, things like that, uh, a little bit quicker. Um, then we should be looking at that. Yeah, that's for cool. sure. And you know, often you know, politicians will often say, and I, I've said it too. You know, the government should uh, should run more like a business. And I think that I think it should in some ways. Except for, you know, when about the transparency and accountability engagement part, that that needs to that needs to stay. Because sometimes in the private sector, as the boss, and you would maybe know this, you can say, well, I'm changing course now, and then everyone just says, oh, okay. Well, the boss said we're changing course, so that's right. what we're doing doesn't work that way. And that's know. not even necessarily effective either. No, it
1: can't Even it can't in an organizational yep. setting, right? Correct. So when, when it comes to something you're passionate about yep. and, and leading change inside the organization of you know the corporation of the City of Wealth, what kind of leadership lessons have you learned over the last couple of years that have helped you kind of navigate this, you know, it's a large ship, right? I mean, yeah, you oh, go yeah. from a, yeah. you know, a, a nine and a half horsepower, you can turn on a yeah, dime yeah. to... The equivalent of you know a, a princess cruise ship it's yeah. just so big yeah I, I don't want to say a titanic because it's a horrible analogy yeah cruise ship is fine cruise ship yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um so yeah it is a big ship uh, to try to turn around and uh and we we are doing a good job at that uh, i would say that um relationships is probably the biggest answer i could the biggest theme i could say you know we you can't if you don't have the foundational relationships down, and that's relationships both internally with staff and with council. And if you don't have the relationships in a good uh, in a good standing externally with your external stakeholders, uh, you, you're not you're not going to get far. You're not going to get far. So I think relationships is the foundational thing that I got into city hall to try to correct. Um, and and then from. Uh, from there, it makes things easier when big decisions come up. Uh, I would also say that I've learned, too, to pick the hills to die on. Uh, That doesn't mean I don't stand up for my principles or my values, but uh, there are are times when you need to compromise, you you need to show that you're willing to shift a little bit based on new information that might come to you, and not be so stuck in... uh, ways that you're not willing to, you know, well, as I said, to compromise. Yeah, no, that's fair. Thing, right? It's kind of like you give a little,
1: uh, you know, get a little, right? Yep. So um, when it comes to relationships, yep. Uh, and this is a common theme I hear with regard to a lot of leaders when it comes to creating change and, and leading an organization, what has been some of the things that you've done to, uh, around the how? of building those relationships?
0: Well, uh, so uh, internally, you know, it's it's really trying to get to know a, a lot of the staff. Uh, they are the frontline staff people that directly interact, especially with our citizens and businesses in the city. So, you know, getting to know them, uh, and in a meaningful and authentic way too, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, getting to know what that, because they're the ones talking to the citizens and I, I want to hear what's going on, what's the pulse of the city from them uh externally you know we had uh, this is just historical fact we we had a really bad relationship fractured relationship with the county of Wellington and not um, to get too far into the weeds here no, but, no that's cool but the, the county of Wellington which surrounds Guelph yeah, in a very weird are, way yeah they are provincially mandated to do all of our social services work within Guelph they're the ones that So the the taxpayers of Guelph pay about $20 million a year to them. Right. And then they distribute the money to daycare, to uh, homes, uh, things of social service uh, nature. And uh, so 10 years ago, uh, the uh, mayor and council of the day decided to get off of what's called the social services committee because there was a lot of bad relationships happening. Right. And so uh, one of the goals I had as mayor was to try to... Build that relationship back, and I'm I'm actually really proud of the fact that um, we brought forward uh, a, pol- uh, a policy or uh, a report. I'm sorry to council, and they uh, unanimously approved uh, us getting back together with the county with the social services committee. So they appointed me to go back onto the social services committee. And that relationship now with the county has become really, really good. And when you're when you're handing over twenty million dollars a year, (laughs) you kind of want a seat at the table uh, to be able to you know find out what's going on, interact, help, uh, help, guide, ask questions, whatever. And so it's been really, really good. And that's um, it's actually been a book written. About the relationship between the city of Guelph and the county—that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations! So it's man. been not not my part, sure. but the, but the bad part. Oh, the bad part. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Maybe there'll be a, a an, second an edition coming <laughs> <edition. laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so, uh,
1: what, what's the what's the number one thing from your perspective
0: that someone needs to do to build a relationship with someone else? So I've always learned you got to find out. Uh, You got to find out a lot of the history in regards to the other person or the other stakeholder that you're trying to to talk to. So, um, I think if you find out some of the points in people's lives, of both the positive and the negative, it can be. If you step back, you can start to understand where they're coming from, when they talk, when they speak, when they try to make decisions, when they, um, you know when they're trying to interact with uh, with you to try to maybe guide you in one way. Right. You can, you can understand where they're coming from because you understand their history. Right. Uh, and so uh, I, I did, a, in council actually, we did a, a, a program called uh, the Leadership Contract. And part of that Leadership Contract is actually mapping out the spike points in your life of both the positives and the negatives and then sharing that with somebody. Very cool. And it... So, you know, I was able to share with, you know, another colleague, you know, some of the ups and downs in my life and how they influenced me. And I remember the other person saying to me after I explained it to them uh, on my timeline, they were like, oh, well, maybe now I kind of understand why you have these principles or you have these values. Yeah, and that's then, cool. And then right back at it to the, to the other people in the room, right? And I thought that was really key uh, about finding out people's history uh, and you start to understand where people are coming from. And then you have the ability to give those people maybe a little bit of grace, Correct. right? You don't judge them as quickly because now you understand them at a deeper level of where they're coming from. That's a really cool concept. Yeah. And I, I've heard that actually um,
1: that exercise works well in lots of places that, you know, kind of creates this sense of vulnerability. Yep. And then yep. and trust is built a lot yep. there. That's so, right. So did you yep. feel kind
0: of a little vulnerable? Oh yeah, going through that. Yeah, exercise? I did. I did. But as you just said, I would agree with you. I Don't need to to uh, make the point go longer. When you have that trust, it is uh, it is a, it is a lot easier in, in life, <laughs> not just in politics, but in life. And it's hard for sometimes for people to trust politicians, right? So, <laughs> yeah, there, uh, yeah. There's a perception yeah, there, I guess. Yeah. So it's. Uh, yeah, I would agree with you 100% that the, the trust uh, issue, there's there's a line that I was taught a long time ago, I think everyone kind of knows it, it takes a lifetime to earn trust and a second to lose it. Isn't that the truth? Yeah, it is. Oh, it man. is a big time mm-hmm. truth. And uh, so, uh, it's always important not to try to lose that trust, because then you have to start rebuilding it all over again. That's
1: cool. Yeah. Uh, someone else mentioned a similar concept that you Build trust in nickels and dimes, and you lose trust in dollars. Uh, ah, yeah. Sure. yeah. Canadian must have said,
0: yeah, that. yeah, yeah.
1: No pennies. <laughs> yeah, no pennies. <laughs> Those are gone. Uh, yeah. Okay, so then shifting years a little bit, comes to social media and doing you know something like this is, is just kind of like one little bit of all the things that you do on social. Yes. You're probably one of the most visible politicians. Well, you're the most visible politician I've ever seen on social. And and you really you really bring it home like you're 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 not separating you don't have like a business page it's Cam Guthrie yeah, yeah.
0: you know I, I own the Twitter handle you know uh, Mayor Guthrie right but I I I decided right away uh, not to use it uh, people voted for me because I'm Cam Guthrie right. And so yeah, that's really that you, you get the whole package, yeah. uh, and it is know, a wonderful you get, package. You if, fu-
1: you didn't, if you didn't know, Cam's actually dressed as the sexiest mayor in the world. For <laughs> that's right. Yeah, did, For it took me so week.
0: long to get ready. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, you get you get the husband, you get the father, you get uh, you know. I try to the musician. I, I, yeah, the musician. I try to, I try to make people laugh. I try to make people you know uh, have fun and you know I you get you get me and and so uh, i will you know in one thing answer directly in regards to uh you know why isn't the grass cut in this park I- issue and the second thing uh, might be a story about you know something that went weird that day or whatever yeah, right? yeah. so I, I think uh well that comes back to that vulnerability part and the relationship building part i think when people get to start to know someone uh, at a deeper level than just ribbon cutting right <laughs> Uh, they understand, I think, where, where, they, where they're coming from a little bit more in the decisions that are being made. So for, for some people, um,
1: I've heard a lot of feedback around when, when is it too much, when do you expose yourself too much, and are you, are you putting yourself out there too? not you, but just generally speaking when it comes to social media. Mm-hmm. And so has there been any spots where you've been like, ooh, you know, maybe I really need
0: to pull back on this a little bit, or maybe it's getting a little bit too personal? Yeah, I don't think it's ever. I don't think it's ever gotten too personal. I'm sure somebody's looking back eight years and have screenshotted something. Right. Sure. You know, <laughs> yeah. Attack. This was personal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I did actually make. a... I don't know if you saw it, but I did make a, a pretty long post on my personal Facebook page uh, about a week ago. I did see it. Oh, did you see it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I thought it was really well written. Well, thank you. I. Uh, I don't. I I, I. I. said in the. Th- in the. In my post that imagine over 27,000 people asking you questions at the same time about 50 different things at the same time. And it's, (laughs) it's, uh, and so that's, that's exactly what's happened. I have over 27,000 people following me on my social media stuff, which is, you know, great, but it's me. Like, I don't have staff that do any of this. It's, it's me. Yeah. And so imagine there's never an off button. You're just, you're just always on. And you're always trying to respond to people. And uh, so I, finally I had to kind of put a little bit of a boundary in place and just say, look if if you want to if you want to engage with me or get an opinion or get a question answered and stuff like that it's great i want you to do that but not on my personal facebook page do it on my mayor page or or, or do it through formal channels through the mayor's office and right. stuff like that and and don't you know expect what? a 1 hour turnaround time yeah yeah, yeah. it's uh <laughs> and, and it's not and maybe that is a bit too vulnerable because i can see you know a competitor saying see he doesn't want to engage with people you know uh, sure 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 but but i think being vulnerable that way as uh, th- that post has been viewed so many times now and lots of likes and thumbs oh, up oh yeah there's a ton the of
1: comments on yeah, it yeah and they're
0: all they're all really positive and and it's it's good i think people understand they're like hey yeah this guy's a dad this guy's a husband yeah and he needs to i need to also be careful with my family too right so uh, i don't want my family to be affected because I'm trying to fix a pothole somewhere. I know that's pretty blunt, but no, it's the truth, though. It's the though. truth, it's right? The truth. So I gotta, when my life is coming to an end, I, I don't want to have regrets, and uh, and I, I don't want I, I want them to be I want to be focused on family too, right? So no, that's awesome.
1: Seriously, that's do you get what I'm saying? Absolutely, that's really yeah. cool. Um, so I, I think you're like we're like a year away from a camp okay, like an election. Is, we are. Is that right? Yeah, I can't believe how. I yeah. can't believe how fast it's come. So, yeah, October
0: next year. So, uh, one of so, the yeah. questions I had it's I was... It's under saying, a year. I think it's... Yeah, I think you said 364 days, like a can. and a I, I half think it's the 22nd. Something like no, that. Yes, I think it's October 22nd. I should not know the date. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, yeah. but that's my... Yeah. So, I'm, yep. I'm grabbing, I'm like, well, what else could you really do to run for a camp, like for an election? Like, you're you're campaigning, like, every day, and just in the way that you run the show. Right? Well, it's funny, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm... I, see, I'm not, which is weird. So, I've been accused of that a little bit. Although, do you know Hurricane Hazel? Yes, yeah, you know, back in the day, Mississauga. Mississauga, right. Yeah, yeah, it she hard. was asked once, okay, I mean, she ran for mayor. Oh, Hazel, right? this is the person, yeah. yeah, Hazel. She was there. asked once, when do you start campaigning? And I remember she answered, the day after the last election. Right. Yeah, so, I, so I've been accused of kind of doing some of the similar type of stuff. But in, in a leadership type of a role, you sometimes have to make some really unpopular decisions that are. You know, frankly, wouldn't be a campaign material. Right. But you have to. But you have to do it. Right. Because you have to do it. It's for the city. It's not for you. It's not for a, a small uh, minority of people. It's for everybody. And so you got to make some tough calls. And uh, and so I I actually am like I'm not campaigning right now at all. Uh, you're first of all you're not legally allowed to do it until. May of next year. Okay. Yeah. Um, Like accepting money and and advertising and and stuff like that. So uh, you gotta you gotta you gotta wait till May to declare officially declare. Uh, But some you know people could come out and say I want to run. But they can't uh, really do anything right now. I'm just focused on the city because we got some like big stuff going on. Big big stuff going on right now. So let's take it. Let's go. Give us a little. Oh well. One or two things. Nothing crazy. Well, probably the, the biggest focus that I have had, and it comes to, back to your question about business, uh, is I wanted to review all of our assets in the city that the city owns, which really the citizens own, right? Yeah. And make sure that they're producing the best value and the, the best outcomes for everyone in the city. So we reviewed, um, the city owns a railway line, Guelph Junction Railway. We've been reviewing that. Uh, we reviewed uh, the district energy systems that were in our city. Uh, we ha- and we've also reviewed all of our downtown land uh, and property that we own. And uh, now we just we had an announcement a couple weeks ago where we reviewed Guelph Hydro and we're looking to uh, merge Guelph Hydro with another municipally owned uh, entity called Electra. Yeah. And so we're uh, that decision, that final decision comes to council in December um, just after our budget. So we have both budget coming up in December, and we have uh, the merger uh, with Electra coming up in December as well. I mean, these are these, these are huge. Well, I mean, we're talking. This is over a hundred years uh, in, in the in the making here for the Electra merger. So uh, these are these are huge decisions. But the, again, it comes back to getting. Just as I said, relationships is sort of a foundational thing for me. So is so is the state of our. Um, of our house, like get our house in order, yeah. and, and, and reviewing those assets from a business lens uh, has really been good for the city too. And that's why we're making these decisions about all of the assets that we own, including Guelph Hydro. Cool. Yeah. So, service reviews is also. Oh, can I ask? Can I add one more? Uh, yeah, go, go, go. So service reviews is another thing that I I, uh, I really I, I ran on that, and I and I and I uh, was really happy that council unanimously approved uh, moving to a framework of doing service reviews. You so know what does that what, mean? Well, like in business, you you have you have a, a, a process or, or you have a service that you offer. You, you want to review it every now and then. Are you doing it right? Is uh, everybody doing it, it the same it way? Is, yeah. Should we be doing it better? Uh, should we be doing it at all? These right. types of questions need to be asked. And when it comes to the city, uh, in any city, it sometimes is very difficult to be willing to basically, you know, Pull the veil back and take a look at what you're doing. And so, uh, we had our first service review um, ever done. On we did our first one on waste and, and garbage collection. Would you say ever? You mean during your office? Yeah. Or during like in ever in the city history? In, in this framework, the policy framework that the council uh, yeah. approved this. It's the it's this is the first. Cool. Yep, this is the first. Awesome. And so uh, we decided to look at our waste system, garbage, and I mean every facet of it. And uh, it came back that five out of the six sort of categories within, within that department are running tippity-top. There's some efficiencies that can be found in it sure, that were no. found, but nothing, you know, out of whack. Yeah, okay, cool. But, but one, one. <laughs> out of six uh, is losing $2.5 million a year. And it never would have been found if we hadn't started those service reviews. Awesome. And so now we have to tackle that issue. Cool. Right? We've exposed it. Now we have to tackle it. So probably February, March next year is when uh, staff will come back to council with uh, a a recommendation uh, based on what we should do. And uh, they're tackling that issue right now. And so, you know, again, getting into the weeds a little bit is sometimes necessary so that you can make things better because we're using other people's money. That's cool. And that's the best way to serve the public is to spend and use their money wisely. And so when I find issues that aren't working very well, then it's incumbent upon us to, to fix it. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: And, and it's, I was just saying, like, the harsh knowing the harsh, brutal reality of the situation allows you to take where you, where you are to where you want to go. And, that, I mean, that's really a good degree. Well, we reviewed, quality, so uh, as a, you.
0: thank you, nice. and don't take that hat off, though. <laughs> uh, the, uh, as I said, we reviewed our assets, uh, and District Energy was one of them. Um, and this is public knowledge. Uh, you know, it was uh, a complete waste. It's not making any money. <laughs> it's not. It's no. not only not making any money. It's having zero environmental impact. Woo! And 17 million dollars was spent on it. Yeah, and well, yeah. And there's. A lot and of... there was a lot of money being thrown at this uh, to look green, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. It wasn't right. It wasn't implemented right. District energy in itself is a good thing. Yeah, it sure. just wasn't implemented right. So exposing this stuff helps us learn, so that we don't make mistakes like this in the future for the citizens and, and the businesses of the city. And and, and that, so that's kind of a lot of the stuff I've been doing, and council has been doing in the last three years. That's awesome. Seriously, yep. that's super cool.
1: So then, one one kind of last thing, and then we'll kind of wrap it up. Sure. Um, in terms of making Guelph business friendly. Oh yeah. Um, you know there, there was a write up in the Globe and Mail I mean, a couple of years ago. Um, about the entrepreneurial uh, ecosystem that exists, yep. the pu- the public press that we're getting about Guelph being a great place—not yeah. not for business, but for living—yes,
0: um, it just seems like Guelph's kind of showing up on the map. Yeah, um, we we should be all very proud, and it's not a me thing; it's not a council thing; it's an everybody thing, and it's uh, uh, we. There, was, you know, this is this is a long story, but I, I I'm going to try to make it e- easier. Guelph, unfortunately, was known in the past as uh, a difficult place to do business. i right. just be straight with you. And, uh, in fact, there was a name for it. It was called the Guelph Factor. And I didn't come up with that name. That name was actually in a consultant's report for the city wow. when the consultant went out and talked to lots of stakeholders about what was going on in the city. And uh, that... That really, that report happened uh, in the past term of council. When I wasn't the, the mayor, but uh, it got leaked by a staff person in city hall because they were so upset as well with how the city was being viewed, right. and they want to change. Yeah, 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 and that's by the way not the right way to do it, <laughs> but that's that's how <laughs> that's it happened. What happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so one of the things that you know I ran on was we got to we have to change this perception of. Of our city because we are a great city we have a lot going for us we have to get those strengths promote them we have to tell our stories better about what's going on here and uh, and then we have to look at our processes and so um, what we've done over the last uh, several years is an integrated operational review another review about all of our processes and we've just finished I think number 30 on changing things within the city about uh, processes development process permitting our culture, customer service uh, to the business community. And it's paying off. It's really, really paying off. And our, our new deputy CAO, who's in charge of sort of that department, uh, his name is uh, Scott Stewart, he said, it's time for us to start saying, um, how do we get to yes? Cool. Instead of people coming in and saying, well, no, you can't do that. It's like, you know, how can we get you to yes? Cool. And it's a different mindset. That's exactly what we need in this city. And so it's working and we are getting those accolades, as you said. like. Um, Third best city in Canada to raise a family, uh, fourth best city to start a business, uh, lowest unemployment rate. I mean, I could just keep kind of going through yeah, all the stats. Yeah, yeah. No, it's huge, but it's it's it is really really amazing to see uh, our city uh, really do well. Um, you know, we're, we're, we've joined in now with uh, Toronto Global in the region for the Amazon bid and, and things like that. Like, we're we're a big player now. We're oh. a big player, yeah. and uh, we have to continue that course we have to we cannot go back to the way it used to be at all cheers man yeah that's right to that I'll drink to that that's right (laughs) by the way as we've been sitting here did you just notice what's outside snow it's happening it is happening that's my fault you know it's the mayor's
1: fault right (laughs) yeah you got (laughs) broad shoulders yeah it's snowing today it's the mayor's fault it's the mayor's fault (laughs) so one last piece then if uh well I mean if there's something you could go back to yourself and say 20 years ago that you wish you knew then that you know now what would it be hmm
0: yeah, I think uh I think I would just not uh I think I would say something that I said to you already which is about the hills to die on. I think I just uh when as you mature uh in life you, you start realizing what's important and what's not. And uh again, it doesn't mean you give up on your principles or your values. No, I but, hear you, man. But I think there's just some things that for your own well-being and others around you, you should just kind of let some things go. And 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 that includes, uh, uh, you know, re- reven- not revenge. That's not the word I'm looking for. But uh, uh, g- extending grace to people, forgiving people, uh, y- it actually helps you out more than holding a grudge. That's what I was sure, looking for. Yeah, yeah, holding yeah. grudges against people too. I mean, it's it's toxic. Just, it's, right? it's toxic. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's really good that you said that. And that speaks to the relationship part, right? How totally. can you create relationships with people if you? have these grudges or talking behind people's back or, or things like that. So, um, yeah, I think, I think I would just be quicker to forgive and, uh, quicker to forget and not try to die on so many hills. Cool. Yeah. Thanks so much for doing this. Thank you. Seriously. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right, Make sure you yeah. wear that hat the rest of the day. Uh, it's on. That's it. I got another one of these at 11. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, awesome. Yeah. All, right. All, right. All right. See you guys. See ya.